Hello, welcome aboard the Championship Express. I'm your host, Jamie. Um, I am here with Dan Ashby, as Rob isn't here this week. How are you, Dan? Yeah, not bad. Uh, coming off a really good game week, 93 points. Um, moved me up to 18th in the world. Um, I've got Etheridge with a, a penalty save. Morrison with a goal. Um, Bidwell and Roberts just doing what Swansea always do. Um, Saar, 10 points. And obviously Pookie, the main scorers uh, this week. So, yeah, good, good game week. I like how you come on and just like beg your game week up without even asking how I am either, Dan. But yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> Sorry. It's because we've already been speaking for about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we have actually off air before we start recording. I don't know what we're, we were just going on and on and on. We, we thought we better actually record so we can actually we have something to say for the listeners. Um, what I've noticed as well, I'm really bad on intros. Because what I have to do is I have to press record and then we have to go silent for 10 seconds just so I can cancel any background noise for the editing. And then when it comes for me to speak, I freeze and then I sound so awkward. But yeah, I've just realised, as I said, when you started talking, I was like, what a weirdo I am. But yeah, um, <laughs> good week for you, Dan. Um, I've had oh, a red arrow. I thought I had a good week, but it was a one-place arrow. I'm now down to 11th overall. Um, 76, um, Roberts 10-pointer, Dieng 7-pointer, um, Malone gave me 4, Elliot coming off my bench with a 7, my midfield was shite, um, Kiefer Moore penalty, 6 points, Captain Pookie, he probably done it for me this week, and my punt on Andre IU hasn't gone so well so far, but um, we won't talk about that. Um I might explain myself later. Um, for the listeners, um, this will be more than likely a shorter part than normal. It'll be the same format. Um, what we're going to do now is review the, what was it, game week 32. Match by match, just key gaffer points in there. And then me and Dan will discuss our game week 33 captains and transfer plans. And then the listeners' questions. With the questions... Um, I've put them in the match-by-match match review, so we'll review them and answer the questions as we go along instead of doing it at the end. So, Dan, where do we start? We'll go in order from the matches from the quest highlights because that's yeah. how I wrote them down earlier on. Um, Brentford 3, Sheffield Wednesday 0, goals from Mbwemo, Godos and Sorensen, assists from Canos and Mbwemo and Godos, so nice returns from Mbwemo and Godos there. Um, talking points from this one, Sean Linus, I think I said that right, has asked a question first, which is probably going to lead us into the talking points. So he's put, asking for a friend. Yeah, okay, Sean, you are you? Do we run straight back to Tony with open arms? The next two fixtures are Stoke at home and Norwich away. Two relatively good defences. Or can we afford to hold off for two weeks and then getting back for Rotherham game week 35? So this was going to be my talking point for the game, Dan. What do you think about this? Um, well, obviously, I think everyone thought uh, Tony was going to be out for a, a, a longer than he was. Mm. Um, I know I tripped up. I, I think I, um, I done my transfer probably about half an hour before you posted the team news and everything. So yeah, didn't go too well, especially as I've had him since since the start of the game. And obviously, Tony's probably the best striker in the league. Um, I know um, the question about Stoke and, and Norwich it is two hard games, but it but it's Tony. Tony can score against anyone. Yeah. Um, however, I'm not going to be jumping straight back in. I'm going to push my luck and probably wait till after the Norwich game. Uh, also, he, he might not be fully fit. They might manage his minutes, in, especially in the Stoke game. Um, so he might start and then come off. So, yeah, I think I'm going to wait uh, until game week 35 um, to bring him back in. Well, what I find interesting is 
when we found out, we obviously we didn't know he was injured before game week 31. Um, so we missed that. And then the news coming out of that was he's likely to miss three or four games. So, you know, you can't blame anybody for taking him out. I did say in the group chat, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back at the weekend. Um, what I wasn't expecting midweek. Um, it's an interesting one. I can see why people would want to jump straight back on him. For me, it's a blessing in disguise. I think it opens the game up. It's more interesting. I'd have got rid, even if I knew it was just going to be one game he missed, just to try and go make gains somewhere else. But I am going to be honest, I'm not going back until game week 36. Um, I'll explain why 36 and not 35 later on. But every time my phone goes off and I see a Brentford goal on my notifications, I'm going to shit myself. I did last night when he came on. Um, was he last night or was he Tuesday? No, it was definitely last night. Yeah, it was last night. Once, yeah, when I saw he'd come on and then I got a notification, I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Because I knew I'd seen some people had kept him in the starting 11, probably just in case. But yeah. yeah. It's not going to be nice not owning him, I must admit, but it's going to make the game a lot more fun, I think. But just to summarise... Sorry, go on. Well, sorry, as I was about to say, it, it depends. I'm not sure with the form Pookie's in, I'm, I'm not sure you, you'd be captain him definitely for the next two weeks anyway, because uh, Pookie has Wickham, so... Yeah, it's, it's one of them... Yeah, I'm not sure I'd be captaining him anyway. And I think but that plays it in. But that plays a part into it as well. Whoever people have took him out for have obviously got a plan for that player who they brought in. So you're not just going to abandon ship after one week unless you've got an issue like Jao, who's obviously gone off the boil a bit. You know, people might want to think, mm, you know why he's frustrating let's just get Tony back and play safe and then having Tony, Pookie and whoever else up front then. Uh, Kiefer Moore maybe, Adam Armstrong. A lot of money though, isn't it, from um, yeah. from Jal. You might have to take a minus to do it. So, Plus the value that people have lost by selling him anyway. Well, um, I lost him. I, like I said, I, I had him since the start of the game so I transferred him out. So I've lost 0.7. I've got 2.7 in the bank. So I, I can get there, but it's it will definitely be a minus four. And I think I'm going to push my luck for two weeks. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'd be honest with um, That, yeah, it will be interesting. Next game, though, um, Swansea won Coventry nil. So Swansea back to winning ways. Goals from Cabango. Assist by Conor Hurahan. Um Talking point on this one, I think is we all know Swansea have got that double game week in game week 35. So I think the question is, should we be tripping up on Swansea? If so, who are the three? Who would be your three? So I've got uh, Bidwell and Roberts at the minute. So I'm not getting rid of them. Obviously, they're so attacking as well with they're basically midfielders who get clean sheet points. Um, the one issue I've I've got with Swansea for the third asset is over the last six game weeks, Swansea have created three big chances, which um, it is not very good. The average is probably about eight or nine throughout the league. So they're, they're struggling to create really good chances. Um, obviously we've had a couple of Conor Corahan's goals so I think probably will triple up it's just whether you go triple defence or whether you try maybe a Hurahan or, or or even low. Low is still playing up front or, Yeah and from the highlights in the Coventry game where I'd really bet the better chances didn't he I think the popular one will be Roberts, Bidwell and Hurahan um, and then I think there'll be a few sprinkles of um, Roberts, Bidwell and Woodman, maybe, or even another Swansea defender like Cabango or Gouet. Um And then there's going to be me with <laughs> Roberts, Bidwell and 
Andre Ayew. Um, I might as well just get it out now. People are probably thinking, why has he gone for Andre Ayew? Um, I knew as soon as I heard about Tony being injured, I was going to get Red to try and make gains. It was 100% guaranteed. Um, it was a matter of who for. So all week I was torn between Joe because he had Wickham and Rotherham and Charlie Austin because QPR in good form. They have a double coming up in 35. Mark Warburton in his press conference said that he'd play his best available team midweek against Preston, which he did, and then he'd have to rotate. That put me off Austin a bit. He might start, he might not. If he does, he might just play 60 minutes. I don't want that. So I looked at the double game week teams. There's eight teams to choose from, and I came up with a master plan of bringing Andre Ayuin, who's like 10.7 million, I think. When I was buying him, I was like, what? Hang on. Like, no, that's not right. And he's he's ten point seven. He, he, he did do like very that. well though last year. Yeah, I, I actually I need to go make sure that's the right price that I'm saying. Um, ten point five. Sorry, I'm a liar. But that's it's still when you've got when you've got Tony and Pookie around that price, it's a lot of money for you, isn't it? He's on penalties. It's a lot of money. He's on penalties. <laughs> yeah, but you know what the worst part is I'm benching him this week coming up, but we'll get on to that in a bit. <laughs> People are gonna think, why am I listening to this guy? Um but yeah, it, just before we move on then from Swansea, are you in agreement that really we need to be having three Swansea players for that double game week? I I think you have to. Looking at the teams in the double game week, I know there's eight teams, but you could probably, you could probably get rid of two or three that you won't have any anyone from anyway. Yeah. So I think I think you need three Swansea, and 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 everyone's going to definitely have double defence, and probably an attacker. So I think you've just got to do it, just more as a shield pick, and then. Well, to be honest, I'll I'll probably be captaining Robertson. Uh, in that game week anyway. Yeah, he's a big catch shot. I'd be very surprised if I see teams um, without triple Swansea for that game week. But we'll move on. And the next game, Bournemouth 1, Cardiff 2. Goals from Shane Long for Bournemouth. Kiefer Moore penalty, Sean Morrison. Assist from Harry Wilson and Perry NG won the penalty. Um, there's no talking points here because I bang on about Cardiff every week. Everybody's bored of hearing about that now. Bournemouth, we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, you know, we need to avoid them until, you know, they get a good fit, like a good run of fixtures and they've got a chance to turn it around. But we're not there yet, are we? No, no, it's, it's a wait and see with Bournemouth. I can't believe they hired Woodgate as manager. I think that's an absolute terrible appointment. I think you'd be better off keeping the former manager. I think the the owners are blowing their chance of of going up this year, and I I looked into Woodgate's last five well his uh, championship games he's been in charge of, thinking yeah. has has his stats improved, and because last time I came on I mentioned that they were the second worst team for big chances conceded, and in his five games. They have conceded 10 big chances. And bear in mind, that includes against Birmingham, Forest, and Rotherham, who all aren't great attacking. So they've not improved at all. And for me, they're only going one way, and that's towards mid-table. So stay clear. Yeah, I was surprised by... Woodgate's appointment because it was sat and saying like Thierry Henry was coming in. The I think the owner said they'd seen something that they'd liked um, while Woodgate has been there and they've obviously seen something that I haven't because I hadn't seen much improvements. Yes, they got a few results, but they were far from impressive. Um, and then it's quite ironic that Thierry Henry stepped down from the Montreal job today as well to come back to England. Um so I wonder where that goes. But yeah, for now, Woodgate's in charge. Bournemouth, we're going to avoid. Cardiff, we all know who the assets are. 
Um, I'm not going to list them again. Um, we'll move on and we'll go to, oh, do we have to go to this game? Barnsley 2, Stoke 0. No. Um, this was a dreadful watch, I'm not going to lie. Um, goals from Styles, and I thought his name was Dyke, but it's DK, apparently. Um, so Styles and DK getting the goals, kind of chaplain with the assist. Um, talking points from this one, definitely not anything to do with Stoke. But Dan Barnsley are one of the other teams that are doubling in game at 35. They've won the last four. You know, they're really impressive at the moment. Before I ask you your opinion, my opinion hasn't changed much from the last pod. Um, I like Barnsley as a team. I thought, you know, the game the other night was so boring, but they did what they did really well. They pressed really good. <laughs> Still didn't have an answer for them. My only issue is them as gaffer assets in the last four matches, the three forwards that they started have all been subbed off during the game and every single one of them, that's off-putting. Um, Styles is classed as a midfielder, which he is a midfielder, really playing defence. Um, so, what, who, who do we go to if you want Barnsley players, Dan? So, as you said, obviously the the strikers keep being re- replaced at sixty minutes, seventy minutes, and I can understand why because they press so hard and and so quick that they 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 need they need to keep the energy levels up. Yeah. Um. So and also they're playing Saturday, Tuesday, but they're going to be playing it for months. So I can understand it. Um. So. I agree to a certain extent, but I don't know. I've got a funny feeling I'll probably end up with a, a Woodrow or something. Um, more more as a punt uh, in double game week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, but interesting, uh, defensively, over the last six game weeks, they've conceded three big chances. And that's compared to other teams you associate being good. So Swansea have conceded six big chances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think for that d- double game week, um, a Barnsley defender it will be coming in. I think people go Collins in goal because he's four million now. He's in the team. He looks to be their number one now. You know, I can't argue with that four million Um for a keeper who's playing in a team like Barnsley. Yeah, really good. Defensively, you're going to look at um, Britain, aren't you, at 4.7. He's playing wing-back. I'm not keen on choosing centre-backs, really, unless they're a massive aerial threat on set-pieces. Midfield, Mowat, I don't like 7 million. I would if he was below 6, maybe. Um, Styles is 5.2, but the others, you're not going to go anywhere near. And... I love Woodrow. I think he's a really good player. He impressed me when um, they came down to our place. Connor Chaplin, I like him as well, but it's just too off-putting for me. It's, I can see why people are going to go to Barnsley players. It's just one of them. It's just not for me. So I, I, I think with the um, the way I'm planning to do it is is to, over the next few weeks, build a team of double. Uh, game weekers and then overhaul out so it's own it is literally a one game week punt probably yeah um, so i think it's worth the risk so with you doing that though because i'm doing some oh, i'm doing the same really they've got Millwall coming up um they then play an informed qpr so that's going to be a really um good game and then they've got the double when are you going to be bringing in your barley probably assets, or assets? Well, I've got um, Zhao <laughs> stinking the place up front. Yeah. But obviously, they've got Rotherham, so yeah, it'll, it'll be for Zhao probably. Uh, it's just I, I say that, but I, a minute ago, I just said I might be bringing Tony in, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. After, and I've already got Austin so and Pookie, so yeah. Um, once again, there's so many strikers. So maybe Woodrow don't come in, I don't know. Or maybe Tony's another week. So Decisions, decisions. 
Um, we'll go into the next game, Blackburn 2, Watford 3. Goals from Jao Pedro, Ismail Assar and Sammy. Elliot and Brereton for Blackburn. The assist coming from Cleverly, Jao Pedro and Downing. Um, so the talking points here, Chris Hermitage has asked a, que- um, asked a question on Twitter. He has put Saw. Is he showing enough now consistently for us to get him in? Um, it's a good question. He's 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 a good player. Everybody knows he's a really really good player, and he is too good for this league. But we've been put off by him, haven't we? Would you go there now? Well, I'm already there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've had him. I've had him a while. Um, I had him. For the game week where I think he scored a couple and an assist, I don't know how, but he, somehow he ended in my ended up in my team. I think people have been put off by Watford in general, but they have changed shape obviously recently. Um, and su- surprisingly, I, I read somewhere that in the last eight matches he's got four goals and four assists. And that's not right. I read that earlier on. Oh, you read it as well. Oh. On Twitter, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. So I went to check. Oh, I could, I could use this on the pod later. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, no, I he hasn't. All right. Well, I thought, but I think what you, if Watford are improving, I hate to say it, um, but and Star's going to play it most minutes, so. I'm just put off by his price. He's 10 million, but he is the second highest scoring midfielder. He's on 160 points now. Um, and with this mail start, when I see a notification that Watford has score, I automatically think, oh shit, Sar scored, hasn't he? And he's like kind of a talisman for them, even though he's not at the focal point up front. Um, Jao Pedro's done well the last few weeks. We'll get on to him in a minute, but Sar. It was just moments of brilliance in the games. And I'm not trying to say, like, I watch Watford every single week for 90 minutes. I don't. I watch them when they're live, and then I'll catch the highlights. But when I do, Saar seems pivotal and everything that they do. He's always involved. You know, he's out on the right. He's through the middle. He's everywhere. And, you know, it's not right for my team balance for me to go there. But I can, like, you've got him. I've seen Rob Pick had him. And I think he's one of them. I wish I had him, but I don't, if that makes sense. It was like what we were discussing in the the group yesterday when pretty much all all the main players were scoring goals or assisting. And we were like, well, you can't have them all. You've got to pick them. Yeah. That's that's the problem of the game. And um, I I think what is interesting is obviously Jao Pedro. At yes. seven point six, if he stays in that inner Watford team on form, it, he becomes a serious option. But then you got Deeney, and c- can you really see the manager not putting splitting minutes with Deeney when he's back fit? I, I just can't see it. Well, Joe Pedro was going. He was going to bring up next, but when I was in the press conference roundup um, the other day on Tuesday afternoon. I got the impression, not in the exact words, but Deeney's going to be out for quite a while and it could potentially be out for the season. But I don't want to say that's, you know, that's guaranteed in case he comes back in in a week or two. But that was the impression I was getting from the words um, from the manager. I'll see if I can dig them up or see if there's anything else in the press conference roundup tomorrow. But if Joe Pedro is playing through the middle, you know, Watford... Top four team, he's 7.6 million. He's got 123 points so far. You know, you can't you can't really go wrong there, but it's just that you've only got three striker slots and we've had this issue all season. Another point is, um, I was speaking to, to Joe in the uh, WhatsApp group, because obviously he's a Watford fan, and I mentioned Semma because he's played a lot of, games in a row he's, he's the left side of that front three and he's 6.5 million on 109 points so it, so is that an is that an option um yeah. but uh, joe joe wasn't um 
that that impressed. Boy. No, I'll be honest. I saw that conversation going on, but I was watching the Stoke game, so I was just like, I wasn't actually reading the whole message. I was just seeing the first line on my notifications, and I chuckled to myself because there's not a chance I'd ever bring him in my team after what I witnessed him do when he tried to do a step over. <laughs> and even his goal here, he's kind of tried to do a body faint and then nearly fell over and then hit it in. He just makes me laugh um, watching him. He's got awkward feet. But, you know, he's cheap and he's on over 100 points. If you want a cheap way into the Watford attack, he looks like he's the man playing from the left. But for me, Jal Pedro's a serious option now. Before, I've always dismissed him. I've always said he's a good player, but he's not for me in regards to Gaffer. He's now getting good numbers. He's on my radar, but I have got no immediate plans. You know, if he keeps going off in the next two weeks, then obviously you've got reconsidered. But it's it's horrible just having them free striker slots. There's too many um, good forwards who have just hit form this year. Um, next game, then we'll move on from that one. Nothing on Blackburn. Um, QPR nil, Preston nil. Um, Gaffer Gouet has a question regarding this game. He has put stick with Joe or get Austin ahead of the double. So obviously QPR have got the double in game week 35 as well. Um, what do you think about that question, Dan? Um, Austin. So obviously, Jao has Rotherham this week. I'm in the same, uh, well, sort of similar position. I've got Jao. I can't get rid of him before Rotherham because I know if I get rid of him, he'll probably score. So I, I think I've got to stick with him. I'm not overly impressed with it, but I think I have to. And going on to Austin, I brought in Austin this week. And I'm regretting it. Not because I think he's a terrible option, uh, especially for the double game week, but I think I think there's better strikers who will score more points. Like Kiefer Moore, probably yeah. Jao Pedro. I think I, I think I went too early. And looking back on it, I should have just got Kiefer Moore back in. And then... But it, it's so hard because on another day... Austin scores, and then I look. It looks like a good decision. So, and and QPR have Birmingham this week, so yeah. I can't I can't take can't take him out now. <laughs> no, not Birmingham. Not before that. Um, it's an interesting question because um, these were the two that um, I was going to choose for my Tony replacement. So, and obviously I went somewhere else, but I I would have Austin. You know, QPR in form. Reading is shocking, and I saw the stats, and I think it was a Reading fan that I follow on Twitter. He put, um, I think, eight wins in 24 games. How's that not been picked up on? It's, we just see them in the in playoff places, good results. You know, Joe gets a haul now and again, and you don't really think about it, do you? But that's quite worrying to me. It's not playoff form. Well, no. I think I think people think they've been doing well, but they for the first month or two they didn't lose a game. I think they won most of the games. So I think maybe they're just re- regressing to the mean, and I'm is it, I'm not even sure if it's going to be enough to keep them in the playoffs. So it could be interesting. It could be Bournemouth and Reading slipping out of the playoffs, and you could end up with I don't know, well Cardiff, Barnsley. QPR, Middlesbrough. Could you imagine? I don't want to, Barnsley and QPR to, being in the playoffs. Could happen. It, it could happen. This league's crazy. Uh, but just summarise the answer to that question, I think Charlie Austin is probably the better pick. Um, just one more thing on this. They are double. They are doubling up in 35. So people have got Austin in. Should we be tripling up on them? Or doubling up? Um, I'm going to trip up on them. So what do you think? <laughs> Let me just get my stats up. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I can... I I definitely can't triple up on QPR. I, I think if you got the goalie, goalie's a good option, I think. 
Yeah. Somehow I still somehow I still have average and a a non-playing goalie. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not making a transfer, so no, I don't know. I, th- I think um, the goalie's definitely an option. Wallace, yeah. I think is 3.9 on 4 million. Yeah, 3.9. He's definitely an op- option as well. And uh, obviously, Chair always looks good, but I don't know if he if he gets this, enough assists, to be honest. But, yeah. but like I said, it's, it's double good. game week. Have, have a punt. On a, if you feel like a, one of those players could score, uh, especially in midfield, there's not really loads of midfield um, like crying out. So take a pun on a, uh, someone about six, seven million like chair. Could, could, he could score two in two, you never know. That's what I'm doing. Um, I'll be going, I've got Diango ready in goal. Wallace is coming in for me. Me and Rob discussed that at the weekend. He's going to come in. It is mainly for this double game week, but he's that he can sit on my bench. He'll probably be in my overall team after that. Um, and then I'm going to bring Chair in because I don't want to take a forward slot off anybody for Austin. So I'm just going to take a punt on Chair. I think the form that they're in, what they were won five and six, and then they drew. So they're unbeaten in seven now. Um, it's really good form and a I'm just going to jump on. It's more the fact I'm doing tripping up on them because I don't like the other teams that are in the double game week. Um, I know your team are in it, but there's absolutely no chance I'm going to choose a Wooten player. A Wickham player, I'm not going to. Derby, no. So, short of options, really. Yeah. Like, like I said earlier on with Swansea, I think there's a few teams in there you'll pick. Um and obviously, if QPR do well, then it it could work out with the the chair pick, and especially double defence. If they if they somehow keep two clean sheets, that's going to be a lot of points for double defence. Yeah, we'll move on now, and we'll go to Birmingham one, Norwich three. Ivan Sanchez with a goal for Birmingham. Puki with two goals. He missed the penalty as well. Luckily, we don't get uh, missed penalty points. Skip round it off. Assess for McLean and Lucas Rupp. So there's only the two assists there because of the goals we didn't clean assists. Um, talking points, there's not really many that we haven't discussed. Birmingham, obviously, we're giving nowhere near them. They are, they are playing League One football next year, probably. Um, sorry, Jack. Um, and then Puki, really. You know, you've got to be having Blendy and Puki at the moment. Is Puki essential right now? He's got five goals and one penalty, one assist in his last four. He probably is, but every time I say someone's essential, they then it's the championship and they'll go on a on a run. But no, I think Wendy and Puki, I think you've got to have them just just, to, just as a shield pick more than anything else. Yeah, especially everyone's got them, and it it was very interesting. A lot of the scores, the um, a lot of people did captain Buendia. So Buendia was probably the most like favoured captain the last game week, especially in the top ten. There was like a few on Puki as well, but a lot went Buendia, and I think people are not going to make that mistake. And I think Puki's going to be very highly owned as captain this week. Um, I'll, I'll be. Uh, he's going to be. He's going to be miles. There. He's got Wickham. Yeah. He's he's, he's going to get it. Even though I think Wickham aren't as bad as people think they are, but all you have to see, um, all you have to look at is obviously Brentford played Wickham a few weeks ago and scored seven. Now I'm not saying Norwich <laughs> are going to do that, but it could easily be two, two or three. And, that, and that's if Wickham play well. So. I think Wickham are obviously not that the win against Reading, which we'll get on to very soon, is a massive win. They've put in what eight points now from safety. They have got that outside chance. They're going to fight. And I'll be honest, I've got a little bit of a soft spot for Wickham now because I've slated them all season. Um, but they do, they're very likable. Um, so I hope that they do. Not this week, I hope they get battered this week, but. 
they do put on a fight, but I don't think it's going to be as straightforward, but I still think it's the best shout, but we'll get on to that after. But we'll move on away from Norwich then, because we, we know all about them. Um, and we'll go on to Wickham, actually. Now, Wickham won Reading now. Goal from a guy that I'm going to struggle to say his name, Anya... No, fuck. Anya Dean. Yeah. I don't need Yeah, you're better than me, Dan. Um, yeah, and then Stuart with the assist. Um, not really anything to talk about with Wickham, is there really, regarding Gaffey. We're not going to go there. Um, Reading that we briefly um, brought this up, but FPR Winks has asked a question, and he has asked, is it time to sell Reading, uh, Reading assets? I have triple Reading, and against Wickham, they gave me a combined four points. If they can lose to the bottom of the league on the beach, Wickham, then are they really worth having? I own Jow, Richards, and Elise. It's a tricky one, because they're not priced, they're not premium prices, are they? And yeah, so first off, I have Elise and and Joe at the minute. Elise was um, I had him on my bench, um, and as you said, I think he's he's still under five million, and and he he does he does quite well with bonus and and um, obviously assists. So I think you're fine to keep Elise, um, and even. Um, well, Jao, Jao, after Rotherham, I'm going to be getting rid of him. Yeah. But he can't leave my team quick enough. But I, I just can't take him out before Rotherham. Because if I take him out, he'll probably score. So I can't I can't win, really. But I'm, So I'll be keeping Jao for one more week um, and, and, and keeping Lalise long-term, probably. I think they're horrible to own. I own two Reading. I've got Richards and Lise. Richards, 4.3 is dirt cheap. He was playing in one of the best teams in the league at, like at one point, so it was a no-brainer. Um, but at that price, you know, bench him. Lise, oh, he's fucking murder to own. You don't know if to bench him. When I bench him, he scores. When I start him, he doesn't. But like you said, at that price, under five million, it's a no-brainer. Um, Jao, on the other hand, I've made the decision. I spoke. It was last weekend's pods, Rob. I said, I know he's going to hurt me at one point. He's going to get a haul, but it's it's not worth the hassle. He's horrible to own. So I said I won't go back. I very nearly did um, for midweek, but that's me all over. But I, I, you know, I'd keep a wee saying Richards. That's who he's got. Jao, I'd probably get rid of, but. I have no issues in keeping Richards and all you say myself. With, with Richards, um, I think there are some good options, cheap options, though, in defence. I think Derby, Derby are really good at the minute for big chances conceded. They're not, they're, they're hardly conceding any. So I think um, Buchanan is, is an option for, for Derby. Um, obviously, you said Wallace earlier on. So, so there are options, but do you really want to waste a transfer on it? I'm not, not sure you do. No. I'd keep that to get rid of Joe. Um, we'll go on to the next game. Just before we go on to the next game, uh, game, game just going to take um, a short break because I've got my dog right in my ear. I think he wants to go for a piss. So um, I'll pause it here and we'll be back very shortly. Hello, we're back. Um, this is quite weird because we've never done a break before in the pod. I, I've listened to other podcasts and they have a break in between. And I always think, why? <laughs> why do you need a break? Um, I probably should put some fancy music in there or something like that, but I haven't got any. So, yeah, we're back. I hope you enjoyed the break. Um, Middlesbrough 1, Bristol City 3. Big surprise goals for... Um, oh, fuck's sake. Did you? <laughs> How did you say The what? I don't know. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Cammy can't say it anyway on Spice <laughs> When I was watching Quest earlier on, they said it and I kept rewinding it back and saying it over and over so I'd remember it for the pod. Um, I can't, but we'll go, did you? Um, he got two goals. Wells um, scored. Fry for Middlesbrough. And then there was a assist for Wells. Nag- Nagai, Nagy. 
and and agy if that helps anybody um and then the guy who scored two he got an assist as well um talking points here angus mcfails asked a question about it um he has port when i find it any increased positivity now towards bristol city bristol city assets now pearson's in and a good win in midweek it's you know everybody gets sometimes gets a new manager bounce um i actually did consider naki wells you know on the basis of a new manager bounce but i was like no they're too bad they're not going to bet they're not going to win um Middles were very inconsistent. They're very similar to Stoke. You know, they were good for two weeks and then they shit. It's frustrating. What about Bristol City, Dan? So first off, I, I like the appointment. I, I really like the Pearson appointment. I think he'll sort them out. Um let's just say I'd rather have Pearson than Woodgate. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the appointment. But, but it's been one game against a very, like you said, a very inconsistent Middlesbrough. So it's definitely a wait and see. And also, Bristol City still have a lot of injuries. So, um, yeah, they're, they're just a wait and see. What I would say is I might not be targeting them. So, like, um, captain, like players to captain against. Yeah, yeah. And things like that. Because they were, hot, like, high up on the list. So... I might think twice before captaining or p- picking my defenders against their players now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I see. I, you're not going to jump on yet. You know, they lost seven um, in a row before this. So that's as they for how they were. If Nigel Pearson can make Naki Wells a gaffer asset, I'd be over the moon because I was so excited. I know, about I know how much you love Naki Wells. Yeah. Um, didn't work out if he does at one point. Middlesbrough, nothing to talk about there. Rob spoke about them at the weekend. Inconsistency, really ho- bad form at home. Sorry, yeah, we're not going there. I didn't. I didn't listen to Rob. I brought Kabanga in a couple of uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, that word that was right. Next game then. Um, Luton one, Millwall one. Goals from Adibayo for Luton, George Evans for Millwall. And then Matt Smith assist. You're not going to try to talk to us about Wilson, are you, Dan? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, but basically, I've got Dewsbury Hall. He's on a lot of set pieces. I have him because I'm a Luton fan. He's four point, kind of seven or eight. But I've basically got him because I'm a Luton fan. He sits permanently third on my bench. So yeah, stay away from Luton. What I love about this game is. When you got a fan from a team, they get the plays and like, you've got MN for Luton. Jack, our Birmingham correspondent, I, I don't know what goes through his head. He's got triple Birmingham in. He's got Scott Oaken up front. <laughs> um, I Did think he know Scott Oaken scored the other week? <laughs> yeah, he's got him up front. Um, I find it so funny when he posts his team. I love it. Um, yeah, Oaken up front, Ethridge and goal. And I don't know who the third player is, but yeah, he's tripling up on the worst team in the league. Uh, it's brilliant. Millwall, though, Dan, I think it's the same as what we've been saying. You know, your defend, your, your Malones will just tick over for you, won't they? You know, they can't keep a clean sheet every yeah, game. I've, yeah, I've got Malone. Uh, they played they play three at the back the other the other day. He looked all right. But, but I think they're just mid-table. Um, so, yeah, it was... It's a lot. You could probably throw them in with Middlesbrough and Stoke, and a few yeah, other teams. Uh, table, to be honest, yeah. I think I think defensively though, Malone Malone's still a good option. Yeah, I've got him in. I'm very happy with him. He'll probably stay in my team post overall. Um, last two games, Rotherham nil, Nottingham Forest one. Um, Yates with the goal, Figueredo with the assist. The talking points on this is obviously Forrest. We've mentioned over the last few weeks about him being good defensively under Houston. The only problem is the price from their form last year. But is it going to get to a point where, you know, we ignore the price and we pay for what we're getting? Because, yes, the league position shows that they're not very good assets, but their recent form does actually show 
you're getting a good player for your money, like Christie, for example. You know, I'm dying to get him in, but that price tag puts me off. Do I do I need to like get out of that mindset and start considering them? So for a while now, Forrest have basically been very dull on the stats. They've in the last six, they've created six big chances and they conceded three. So it's pretty much what you'd you would expect from a Hewton side. He's got them solid at the back. They'll they'll definitely tick over with clean sheet points. And and especially um the way uh, Gaffer does the clean sheet points. You're very likely gonna. Your players will definitely get four. So, but but you're right. They are priced very high. I know you um, you and Rob were on about Bong a couple. Yeah, of weeks ago. he played. This and it's a shame. He played, did he? I didn't he check. played. Yeah, in Ribeiro played centre back, going to Super Score. So, um, just let me just confirm. I, I have had. I did actually see that, and I'm not making it up. But I swear I saw that earlier on. Um, you know, if my phone didn't play up. Nottingham Forest, where are you? Lineups. Yeah, Bong played left-back. Figueiredo played centre-back with Warhol, Christie right-back. So, obviously, if Bong can get a run in, Rob brought it up the other week, you know, we're going to jump on that yeah. all day, aren't we? But... It's hard to part with the money for a I, premium. I, I did have Christie pretty much a couple of weeks after Hewton came in. And he he hadn't sought... It was like a punt because they weren't conceding. Even back then, they weren't conceding a lot of goals, but it just didn't work. I think they were just... Lo- I think they were losing 1-0 a lot, so yeah. it wasn't really working. And there was obviously better options. So. I think Knockout could become a good asset because he's very greedy. He reminds you of um, Mohamed Salah for Liverpool. Obviously not that good. Um, but just the way he plays left-footed from the right, cutting in, and he always looks for the shot um, rather than the pass. But I, I, I think Knockout, I think he always looks better than what he is. Like he's, he's a play, He runs, he dribbles. I think he does... The fancy yeah, stuff pretty, pretty well, um, and I, I just don't, I just, I can't go there with, with a Chris Hewton side and, and an attacker. Yeah, I agree. Last game then, Derby two, Waterfield nil. Goals by Waggon and Edmondson, assist by Colin Cousin, Richards and Byrne. Huddersfield after the impressive. When it's Swansea, just gone back to the normal selves. Nothing there like in terms of Gaffy. Derby, you know, you brought up a few really young like your Buchanan's. I like Colin Cousin Richards, but again, I, I haven't got a slot available for him. There's no one in midfield, really. Is there anything else to add on Derby? It's, 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 it's the defenders for Derby. Maybe... Um, Marshall as well in goal. I know you, you had a bit of a disaster with him, but I think he's back in now. Yeah, he is a good pick. I just it was bad timing for me. He missed the game through illness and stuff. I, it was bad timing, but um, Buchanan, they'd be the only two I'd go for. I wouldn't go for Clark, Wisdom, they're not for me. It'd be, yeah, Marshall, Buchanan, or Con Cousin Richards, but you'd be quite mad to get even even on the double game week you, you have got obviously um even Blackburn playing the double game week um obviously um QPR play Barnsley play and, and I think in that double game week um Norwich play Luton and I think Brentford play Rotherham so there's just no there's just no room for for Kazim Richards, I'm afraid. Although he's done a lot better than what I thought he would when he when they signed. Yeah, uh, to be fair, he has proved me wrong because when they signed him, I thought, Jesus Christ, another club for him. But you know, he looks all right. Um, he's doing well. That sums up the match by match review. Then that's game week 32 done and dusted. 
we'll now look ahead to Game Week 33. But before we do that, actually, we did answer all the questions during that. But FPL Red Arrow has asked um, two questions. He's put, do we get Tony back now? Obviously, we discussed that. And then the other one was, do I ship out Joe or Armstrong next? So I left this one to the end because it's not quite team-specific. But I'm assuming he's on about for Tony. Who would you get rid of, Joe or Armstrong? Because both of them aren't in great form. So it's a good question. It, it's really hard. And obviously, it depends when he does want to do it. Because um, obviously... Dow's got that Rotherham game. And then it, um, it's quite interesting. Reading and Blackburn then play each other in game week 34. And then so, Blackburn go up the double in 35. So I'd go on drunk for that double. Yeah. But but it's interesting. I've seen Blackburn quite quite a lot recently. Luton played them fairly recently. Um, they obviously were on against Preston, I think, as well. And I'm I'm not impressed with Blackburn defence. No, they've I got think um, they, they Wait, just play. It? Yeah, he, he is terrible. shite. There's no yeah. other way. To, he's terrible. They look so bad defensively since he's gone in there. Um, I don't know if all Blackburn fans would agree. They watch him more than me, but even on the quest highlights, his position's terrible. When there's goals, he's never in the right position. Yeah. He, he is very young, though. I think yeah. he's about 18. So maybe maybe he should have gone League One. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like we've still not answered that question. But I think just because of the doubles, I think you, you have to keep Armstrong. I'd go Armstrong anyway, because Blackburn, yeah. shit as you are defensively, they can score goals still, even when they're not winning games. They just scored two against Watford. And Watford don't give too many goals away, so... Um, Elliot's back in the team now, creating, he's scoring. Um, yeah, I'd go Armstrong, and that's my plan to go Armstrong soon, which we'll get on to in just a second because now we're going to look at game week 33. Um, I'll, we'll just go through like our transfer thoughts for game week 33. Um, who are we planning on to play in the captaincy on? So I'll start with you, Dan. Have you made, well, not made moves, but do you know who you're going to bring in for this week? Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not too sure. I've got Cabango, so he's, he's got to go. Um, so <laughs> it's definitely going to be, he's definitely going. And then I'll probably bring in a, a double game week player. So obviously maybe an Elliot, maybe a, um, one of the Swans. Low or who and even though they're they're um, not doing well attacking, they they could show up. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm not not fully decided, and and you never know. A minus four is always always possible. Um, it it's not as much of a risk in gaffer, so. And if I did, I've got Sorensen. I know he just hauled, but I don't know. I could get Buchanan in for him, but I don't know. That's what, what I'm about, thinking. What about your captaincy then? It's got to be Pookie. Yeah. Even though, even though Hugo was back on the bench, um, could they rest him? Maybe, but everyone's going to captain him, so... If if he's benched, everyone's going to be in the same position. So Pookie captain, um, vice captain. I can't. It's probably going to be Zhao. I can't believe I'm doing it. This is like the third time in a row. I've <laughs> vice captain. Oh, uh, yeah. he's going to be Pookie, Pookie Buendia for me. Pookie captain, Buendia vice captain, and then I'll probably. You know what? I could I could do that. But it's obviously the you know people have been burnt before, and they with. But I don't think games going to get pulled off now. It seems like COVID risk. The players seem to have been a bit more sensible recently. So maybe I just do that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be me. Um, my transfer plans. And so basically, um, 
I've come up with a little strategy for myself, my little plan. Don't normally do this, so this could go terribly wrong. Um, but basically, this week, I am going to take a hit. I am getting rid of Dan Juma and Rico Henry, and I'm bringing in Chair and Wallace. The reason for that is they're double gaming in 35. I'm also playing the away day boost. So bringing Chair and Wallace in with them playing away allows me to get 11 players over playing away. So that means Andre Ayew and Connor Roberts will be on my bench this week, which is quite frightening. But the reason I've been playing the away day is after seeing some of the scores this week in around me, you know, just getting 60, 70, like everybody else, that, that getting doubled is nuts. You're gaining 60, 70 points on people. And yes, people are can use that further down the line to, you know, bounce back at you. But looking at the fixtures, this is my favourite one to use. I think there was another one in 4E1. I think it was a good week that it could be used. But I'm going this week, so I'm taking that it for that. And then in game week 34, Kiefer Moore's going out for Armstrong. And in game week 35, Malone will go out for Bidwell just because Malone's my most expensive defender. Um, I then go in, I'll have eight, eight, sorry, eight players in for game week 35, which I think that's pretty good, so I won't need to use a chip. I'm then going to overall in 36. And my plan when I get to that part is hopefully I should be in the top five then by using the away day. Obviously, it could go terribly wrong. I know that. But yeah, that's the plan. And then I'm going to make a template team, a um, couple of differentials in, and see what where I go from there. And then my third boost, I don't know. Go on, sorry, yeah, Dan. Have you thought about um, maybe overhauling into an away team? Yeah, I don't like the idea of that. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. I haven't um, looked at I it properly. Maybe. I haven't looked at it properly, but I don't like the thought of... I'm picking all players for this one fixture away. And then obviously I've got to keep them after that. Some of them might fall into good fixtures after that, but I don't know. It just seems like you're doing it for that one week where I'm already at that point for the one week. You know, I can get 11 players out for a minus four. Because yeah. I, I was because cl- when I saw a few people that were playing it last week, I had a look. I was like, can I get enough? And But I had Roberts and Bidwell against... Can't even remember who they were playing in. What Coventry, I think. Yeah, Coventry. And I was like, that seems a bit. I don't know, but yeah, it that's a lot of points to get. So uh, it's definitely worthwhile using it. So I might see see a team I can make maybe after uh, the overhaul in after the double game week. See if I can make a fairly decent team. Um, because you'll still have your bench, so yeah, I'll have a look, play around with it. I'll, I'll just be stung if I if I players miss out through injury or rests because my bench consists of home players. Um, but then it's Connor Roberts coming on first sub. Yeah, I use second sub, so you know it's not the end of the world. But yeah, that's my plan. Um, you can all laugh at me in a couple of weeks when it goes terribly wrong, but that's what I've decided to do. Um, I think that covers everything, doesn't it, Dan? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, um, thanks for having me on. Really no, enjoyed it. It's a pleasure. Thank you for coming and deputising for Rob. Um, just before I do go, I'm just looking now for the deadline tomorrow so nobody misses it. It's down for a half past one on Saturday. So... Anybody looking at the Gaffer website for the deadline, it's incorrect. It's showing half past one on the twenty seventh. Yeah, we need we need this because I'm sure there is a Friday game. Yes, it? it's Forest and Derby. Um, they are showing us three o'clock on the Saturday, and oh, there's an error because Norwich and Wickham play on Sunday. Um, I believe it's a quarter to eight kickoff or an eight o'clock tomorrow. Um, I actually haven't looked. So it's 90 minutes before that. It is, yeah, a quarter to eight kickoff. So it is 90 minutes before that tomorrow. So don't get caught out. I will tweet about that and make the lads gaffer aware 
that there's an error on the website. But good luck for game week 33. Me and Rob will be back Sunday. We'll be recording Sunday morning um, and we'll digest all game week 33 action. Thank you for listening. Thank you and goodbye.